Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. This is an exit survey, somebody who is uh, unsubscribing for the from the demon. And what did yeah. they say? Yeah, it says, uh, well, the first question is, why are you leaving? And they said, I plan to take the LSAT soon. They, they said they would recommend the demon to a friend, but then when we asked them, what would you change about the demon? They said, I would love to see a review system that compiles all the question types commonly missed in practice sections and tests, such as parallel logic and strengthener questions. This would be good to identify the, this would be good to identify the common keywords or phrases in these questions to better attack the questions. Alrighty. What do you think of that? Well, we have tons of resources that are, that would help. I think this applicant in tons of ways, I'm worried that they're looking for keywords and phrases instead of just really reading it for understanding. I mean, our, our written explanations are they're designed to not just teach you that one question. Each one of those explanations is designed to teach you about like, there's a more meta thing going on where, I mean, that's why we talk about question types in the first place. Like I think frequently more often than not, maybe our explanations are going to be like, well, on a strengthened question, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what you need to do. Yeah. And it's, and it's linking back to the, the, the lesson on strengthening questions too. So you can dig deeper even if you want to, but you, like you said, you don't need to because this lesson is continually being rehashed in a slightly different way for that question that you're doing, but it's being extrapolated to the general principle of strengthening questions or whatever type of question you're on. Yeah. As far as this idea that you need a review system that compiles all the question types commonly missed, I understand that that is out there. That's a thing that other programs might encourage, but I want to encourage you to get good at all the questions. And I, I don't, I don't really need so much to diagnose your weaknesses as I need to just watch you drill. I mean, if you just do one question at a time and get them right, then you've got it. But when you miss a question, well, then it's not that you need to like brush up on that type of question. It's you didn't answer that question correctly. It asked you a question. You chose a wrong answer. You also failed to pick the right answer. There's something going on. There's something here that with this one that you don't understand. And if you, if you really thoroughly understood that one, I think that would go a long way to you also understanding all other questions of that type. Yeah. Last thing I guess is that if you do discover like, Hey, I suck at parallel reasoning. I want to get better at parallel reasoning. The drilling tool does allow you if you wanted to drill only parallel reasoning questions. So we do have filters that are built in. It's not about common keywords and phrases. We're not selling gimmicky, like memorize this list and you'll have it. That's just not how this test works. They can ask, they can use totally novel terms to ask the exact same question. We get this question pretty often, this, uh, this desire to see question types missed and you know, what percentage of this question type have I missed? And I think they're getting that, like you said, from these other programs that do that, <laughs> we certainly can provide this information. We know what percentage of 
main point questions you've missed, but we deliberately choose not to because we don't want you to get distracted. I mean, this is a term that we haven't used in a long time, but statsturbation, right? Like getting obsessed with somehow, oh, I have 79% correct in main point questions, but only 64% correct in necessary assumption questions. There must be something there. I've really got to dig into that. It's like, no. First of all, the demon's going to give you every question that you're struggling with. It's guiding you towards that. So you don't need to think about this. Yeah. And like you said, we want you to come back and focus on the question ahead of you, not these grand lessons or these grand takeaways, which really are kind of meaningless. Yeah. I mean, one other thing about that, the the cheesy identification, the the cheesy semantics stuff that other prep programs do it's like predicated on this idea that you're going to have question types that you're worse at and you're going to just skip those. Like they're trying to get you, they're really looking for you to half-ass the test. Like they're, they're looking for you to, to try to trick the test and you're just mm-hmm. never going to trick the test to, you know, a reasonable score. You're not tricking the test to 165. You're not even tricking the test to 160, right? It's just not yeah. possible. You have to yeah. actually understand the test and with, you know, they, they're kind of like, oh, well, if it says this, then that's that type of question. For one, you might be wrong. Like these two words do not make a question type. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be wrong anyway. And furthermore, what information have you really gained there when you, like they're asking you a literal question, you should be able to answer that question. You should get good at all the types. I, I don't know. I just, I think this, the, the fetish for types seems to be related to, well, I've got my types that I'm going to do and I've got my types that I'm not going to do. Like I'm going to skip those ones or those ones are harder for me. And instead I would rather just be like, what? They're all the same. It's one question at a time. Who cares what type it is? Just answer the question. And yeah, they tend to fit into types, but you'll learn to recognize that language. There's how many types are there? It depends on how you break it down. I mean, you could say there's 14, there's 18. That's the crazy thing. And we get questions about, oh, I don't see in your system any mention of principal types. It's like, yeah, well. <laughs> there's no such oh. thing as a principal question. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, there's no a- helpful <laughs> such thing as a principal question. Yeah. The word principal appears in um, supported questions as well, as well as strengthened questions, which are diabolically different question types. Yeah. And so it's weird to hyper-focus on that. I actually don't even know yeah. why these other companies do. It's That's that's from LSAC itself. The, the original oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that they was, did do that. That was yeah. in, remember the LSAT super prep book? Yeah, they and had it talked about principles. two different types of principle questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> apply a principle and infer a principle. And the so it's like, oh, so you mean strengthen and... <laughs> supported yeah like it's just it fits so they fit so easily into these other question types that you just you you learn to just when you see the word principle you can essentially just cross it out it doesn't mean anything it means thing yeah which one of the following principles means the exact same as which one of the following well so they always we say too which one of the following principles if valid or if true which is exactly okay, what you'd so say it's a strengthened question yeah, yeah exactly in a strengthened question yeah Okay. Anyway, enough of that. Thank you for writing in email daily at lsatdemon.com. If you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news, thanks for listening.